and we're live. I did it. I did it that time. Almost. Good job. Almost did it Almost. that time. <laughs> Forgot the names. <laughs> it's always something. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome everyone uh, to another episode of Loose Cannon. Your it's it's bi monthly if we're every every two weeks. Is it bi monthly or bi weekly? Bi weekly. Bi weekly. Your bi weekly lore talk show. Uh, this week we will be talking about. I mean, we're gonna talk. I think a lot of it's gonna be about the nine. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just I, the I, I just, I just googled every two weeks, right? Yeah. To find out, because I always, I, anyway, it says bi weekly means once every two weeks or twice a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Half monthly. <laughs> Except for the, the, <laughs> fi- the five-week months. That's that's just there to throw us off. Mm. Um, <laughs> either way. Uh, so we've been getting a lot of uh, of nine stuff. You know, every week we're, we get another invitation, another invitation, and um, each of the invitations are of the Major Arcana. Uh, Zer also had the Three of Coins forever. I don't, does he still have Three of Coins, or did they actually just remove it now? No, I don't think he does. What um, does he have now? No, I don't. Well, he has the Five of Swords now as well. Yeah, That's it, it something does, it that he have, does have. Yeah. Which are both uh, tarot card numbers. Uh, suits and numbers, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone? Twist of fate. <laughs> well, it is. It is interesting, and I know you've. Well, are, are we going to jump straight into? I don't know. I don't know your... how we should start. Okay. We have well, everyone. It's, it's been a while since we had everyone. It is. It's so exciting. <laughs> Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we, that we say a lot or that I, I say a lot, I think we all say a lot is, you know, like Bungie are always trying to find ways to tell us things. Yeah. So they, they tend to pick things very intentionally. Mm -hmm. So what is it that they're trying to tell us? Like the, like the, the fact that they use these references to tarot cards Mm -hmm. and the fact that. You know, we we have some indication through the you know we we know through the API what some of the upcoming uh, tarot cards are going to be. Um, what what is it that Bungie are trying to tell us with the the cards that they've chosen and the order that they've? Yeah. So so far in order, we've had uh, the world, justice, high priestess, the magician, strength twins and this week we have the tower but there's an issue with the tower where you can't complete it uh because it requires vex kills on the tangled shore which technically does exist within the the warden of nothing strike but for whatever reason somehow the warden of nothing strike is considered the edz so it doesn't register (laughs) vex kills on the tangled shore for the bounty which Silly spaghetti code. It's (sighs) the spaghetti code, right? Like that's that's the term that gets thrown around, right? 
Yeah, but uh, I guess I don't know. It's just it seems it seems odd. Like, is there some is there something about the about that particular strike? Oh yeah, like maybe like, it's actually because then in that case it would have to be built in the EDZ, right? Because it, it can't just be a could it just be like it's designated EDZ by mistake? It could be. I re- I really don't know. I don't know how. It's impossible without seeing any of the source code and or knowing the software. It's impossible to know how things are structured. Mm-hmm. But it it does make you wonder if is there was there a decision that they made. Maybe it uses some EDZ assets or something, and they thought, you know what, what's easier is we just say the yeah. template or whatever, like the base. It's, I'm ju- this is, this is all hypothetical. EDZ, but it's meant to look yeah. like, like Tangled Shore. Yeah. 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 Hmm. You know, like how um, there was, there was I, I don't know where the, you know, the, the Black Garden, when you go into it, it's it's implied that it's somewhere else, you know. Yeah. It doesn't look like anywhere else on Mars. It looks but like then at Venus, the end, but... it's like yeah, it looks like Venus. But then at the end, it's like oh, actually, it was Mars. And you know, it's kind of part of it is to do with like load times as well. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't want to have to imagine if you were doing the the um, the Black Garden mission in Destiny, and you go through this portal, and suddenly you have a loading screen for Venus. It's not going to be a great experience, you yeah. know. Um, it's better to just have something that looks like Venus, even though it's in a on a Mars map, mm. you know. Um, I wonder if there's something mm-hmm. related to that. I don't know. Do we ever like teleport from the EDZ to the Tangled Shore? I don't think we do. No, but Word of Nothing isn't actually in the Tangled Shore. Like it is, but there's no. Mm. Yeah, straight to uh, like the other strikes. Yeah, I suppose that's that's true. Yeah, because it's it's like the only strike that you start in its unique location. It doesn't start yeah. in a patrol zone, and it's like, hey, head this way. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. it's weird. It's frustrating. It's, un- it's unfortunate. It means we can't get the. I'm week behind anyway because I missed a week. Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I picked up up Bounty, I thought, because I I pick them up on the weekend, and then I do them on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, missed that Mm. one. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. There there are dozens of us, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so, I guess... Should we just go right to the? Um, we're gonna we're gonna watch. I think I have it set up for the last uh, three, not including this week. It would have been the last mm-hmm. four if we could have this week. Um, so twins, uh, strength, uh, magician. Cool. We're gonna go to that. So. Do you guys hear it? No, it's not playing for me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see it. Hmm. I forgot how I did this. Oh, whenever you pause it, the <laughs> the bar moves along. You know what? Let me just reload the page. See if that makes a difference. Okay, do you want to try again? Yeah, here, you press play. Are you all on the same link with me? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay, let me rewind. Re oh, did somebody else rewind it? I'll rewind it back to the start. Mm, do this as well. Press play. Oh, can't press ah. play. Ah, you know what? And non, you just you just press play and watch it on your. Is it working on yours? It is. Yeah. Oh, it's working to you now. Okay. What does it want? You ask the same questions. You never listen. Why does it do this? He's afraid. Of death. Of everything. So it kills. He hates violence. He hates it so much that he'll murder anyone who tries to inflict it on him. Let's keep it going. It's got a playlist. Yeah. So crazy. Come on. Gee, I hate this site. I really do. <laughs> oh, Guardian's image is up. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm really dropping no the ball with this. That's okay. This is, uh, it usually works better than this. I mean, it's always a bit of a pain, but it, yeah. She can leave this place. This place. You can leave this place. Think bigger. She can leave this game. We don't understand. Then I'm afraid it's impossible to explain. Is it playing? It is. Okay. I'm sorry. I just... I really miss him. Yeah. Me too. How did you say you knew each other again? Oh, we, uh... Namchi and me were... We're buddies. Then a little dive in the series. Used to play cards. He talked about you a lot. Said the Queen trusts you to talk to the Nine for her. This one's not playing for me. Is that true? <laughs> I got yeah, sort of. Doesn't seem important anymore. You ever need a shoulder to cry on? I'm here for you. So that really bummed me out to not be working properly. Did it? Did it play? It played. I don't know it played all the way through on my end. Okay. Yeah. Very, yeah, very frustrating to have it be like that, though. Um, so, <laughs> god damn. 
That sucks. So <laughs> I have. Well, I have the transcripts here. Yeah. So I can, you know, I, I, I can remind myself what was said. I, I have, I have this theory that kind of just, uh, I, it just kind of clicked the other day for me. And I immediately went and told Baxter and then I kind of wrote up a thing <laughs> on Twitter kind of saying what made it click for me. Um, so not counting this week's the tower, just jumping back a week to the last one that we saw, um, the twins in the twins, we see a video of, or like a, you know, projection of, um, the drifter and Oren before she went full emissary, um, talking about Namchi and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people actually, uh, thought, oh, wow, the drifter is such a good guy. Look how, look how caring he is to Oren. Do you, did you guys, um, agree with that? Is that was that your interpretation as well? Yeah, originally when reading the the lore, I did. Yeah, but like from from the the cutscene of um, the twins, though, did that read as the Drifter is is caring for Oren? No, like, it came across kind of slimy. Yeah, like that's that's how I took it. And I felt like really alone, being like, "Wow, the Drifter is such an asshole," and everyone's like, "Oh, the Drifter is such a good guy." In the in the in the end, and I'm like, "How?" <laughs> he's he's like, "Oh, you have something I want? Tell me more." Right. I'll, I'll pretend to be a friend. Yeah, he seems nice, but if you know the Drifter and know who he is, yeah, you know it's more than that. It seems like it seems like everybody who has been saying, "Wow, this guy's really creepy and shady." Oh, I guess not. Like, I don't. All right, that's 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 your thing. All right then. Yeah, um, yeah. It reminds me of that that really old Native American um, story about the snake and the woman mm-hmm. who finds the snake and takes care of the snake after she found it injured out in the out in the field, mm-hmm. and then uh, she nursed it back to health and took really good care of it, and then uh, one day when she was getting ready to release it she reaches in to pick up the snake and the snake bites her and of course it's a venomous snake and uh, as she's laying there dying she looks at the snake and says why did you bite me and the snake looks back at her and goes well you knew i was a snake bitch wow Okay. Partially what I was expecting, but not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that, did you say that was a Native American story? Yeah, but I put my English spin on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like yeah. a very rhino it's, it's, ending. It sounded, it sounded like, yeah, yeah, that sounds accurate. Okay, what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so after, mm. I was just like really dwelling on the twins. And I, uh, so for those who don't know, the twins is an equivalent card to the lovers in tarot, but it's actually kind of less common. So it, like Baxter was saying earlier, if Bungie is, is saying something, it sort of feels like it's on, on purpose. Like they did it for a reason. And so I was wondering what would the, the reason for the twins be? And my first, my first thought was just because, because that is usually the reason for a lot of things. They just do it because it's what they think sounds better. And at the end of the day, that's usually, that's what most things can be. It's just, it sounds better and they're trying to make things sound better and be more palatable for the wide audience. But when I looked back at every entry up to this point, world, justice, high priestess, strength, 
or magician strength um twins it felt a little different because so if you remember back the first entry we actually got a cutscene, and it was the drifter with a uh, shadow of your your shadow tries to kill the drifter and uh, drifter does a little magic trick he summons a taken and Orin arrives and says you've been deemed worthy and attaches the hall onto the drifter's derelict and so we have the world, the hall. In the second one, we have Justice. It's called Justice, and in it, we see Orin talking about how she became the emissary. And the nine are all like, oh, do you regret it? And she's like, no, because like this is who I am. And it's like, it's like her form of justice. She was seeking out justice for Mara f- to find out who killed Shiraido. And then in the third one, High Priestess, we see that giant statue of Mara slowly turning its head to us. We have the High Priestess. Uh, The fourth one, the Magician, once again. uh, We actually watched the fourth one. You didn't, it didn't really show the whole thing, but you climb up the spire on floating Drifter's coins. So the Magician's doing a card trick, the Drifter, the Magician. Or a coin trick, not a card trick. Uh, Fifth one, Strength. It's about us. We are the strength. And it mentions uh, being able to leave the game. And then the sixth one is the one that makes it, like, crazy. Because before Orin was Orin, she was an Awoken. Before she was a Guardian, she was just an Awoken. She reawoke in the Distributary, as all of the Awoken did. But before that, she was human. She was a human that boarded the Exodus Green. A human who had a brother. Who she left on Earth. So she, in Awoken, has a human brother still, or had a human brother. So for the the video to be Drifter and Orin talking, and it to instead be instead of being lovers, which everyone had already assumed that they had like a thing, they chose to call it the twins. And it's interesting as well because the the card. The lovers, the card, the lovers, mm-hmm. and the card, the twins, is is the same card yeah. as you said. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, you know, reading the Wikipedia article, it seems less less common to call it the, tw- the twins. Generally, it's called the lovers, mm-hmm. which means that there must have been, again, as we were saying, uh, you know, there there this seems like an intentional change, you know, an an yeah. intentional decision that Bungie made. To right. call it the twins rather than the lovers. Though to also kind of, I mean, that is a possibility that they are long lost siblings, but it could also be them showing that it's just the relationship because Orin does become the emissary mm-hmm. who then now has a very unique relationship with the drifter. And that could mm-hmm. be why, because the twins doesn't represent, like, it represents relationships. Mm-hmm. So it could just be presenting like, these two are connected in a lot more than most. And because like she's the emissary and he's the drifter and they're like odd relationship. That's why it's the twins. Yeah. It's because they have that unique relationship. That That's true. But if that is the, the case, then Bungie could have called the card, the lovers as yeah. it's commonly called. And it, it wouldn't have had any, it, it would have still just know. stood for relationship, not necessarily well, 
romantic yeah. relationship, but just relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and that might be why they didn't call it the lovers because if they called it the lovers, everyone's immediately going to go, oh. Are they sleeping together? Like, oh, there's a relationship here. Yeah. There's something going on. But so equally, they, call twins, equally it's like they just have this like paired relationship together that's not at all about romance. Well, I, I kind of disagree with that. I agree with that, and I disagree with that mm-hmm. because you're right. If Bungie had called it lovers, then people would have said, "Oh, they're implying that they're lovers." Yeah. But Bungie called it twins. People are going to imply that they're twins, you know, or infer that they're twins. So, you know, and and I don't think that's something that. We we don't we don't hear a lot of the people that boarded the Exodus Green. We don't hear generally. We don't hear about their their former lives. Yeah, you know, like the uh, what was the name of the captain of the of the Exodus Green of the I can't remember. But we don't Alice, we don't hear any Alice Lee. Who was it? Alice Lee. Yeah, we don't Alice Lee. Anyway, we we don't hear anything about like her past, like. It seems intentional that Bungie would mention that Oren was leaving behind. Yeah. Hey, this is just a wild thought. Do you think there's any kind of implication in into the uh, gambit symbol being twin snakes and being green? There is a... Uh, now, let me find it, because I just had it open earlier. Um, when you think about the iconography of the, the symbol that they use for the gambit sign, it's two snakes. Mm-hmm. And it's mm. You know, I mean, it's a jade coin, which well, the jade that they use is a green jade. So the weird thing is that the drifter mentions how, like, the only thing he believes in is the coin now. And it, it kind of almost sounded like the whole idea of the Gambit coin came from the Nine. And so huh. for Oren to appear and, like give him the hall it's like so was that not his first encounter with the nine did he actually encounter them before and if so like the the reason the reason i think this is how it is like that they are twins is because the nine are the oldest living things or living things i guess um i did sentient air quotes yeah sentient things, beings they they saw everything Presumably, they are omnipotent in some, or um, not omnipotent, omniscient. Uh, omniscient, yeah. They're omniscient. Like they would, they would have seen the human drifter and human Orin emissary stay on Earth, go on the the Exodus Green, die, become awoken, come back, die, become a guardian, and then drifter die, become a guardian, and be like, oh hey look, there they are. They're they're the twins that left mm. each other. Huh. Well, it's that whole interconnectedness of the universe thing and, and the philosophy that they try to drive home with Ulantan and mm-hmm. uh, some of the other stories that they use. But what's funny about that, when you say that, you know, the, the Nine's existence very much was fundamentally r- rooted around other uh, sentient life existence within the universe. Like, mm-hmm. for one being aware of the other, it very much took the two to exist it's like um it's like there's no reflection if there's nothing in the mirror to look at you know it's mm-hmm. the same with the the nine or the way that they try to pre- present it as if the nine have always been there because when uh you know the first matter or whatever existed they existed and so so on and so forth it's like it's this very duality of of nothing you know, it's, I don't know, I don't know 
that they would necessarily be interjecting immediately off the bat in the universe. That's something that, you know, maybe is going to be explored, but well, they, you know, they, it seems they like help the first time they tried was on the A113, right? Because that was when yeah. they, they tried to actually do something. Until then, it didn't seem like they had much of a presence other than sheer existence. Well, thinking about it, though, you know, like A A113, initially that was connected with, with Crota. Yeah, right? that's weird, isn't it? Or was yeah. it only... Was it only presumed to be connected with Crota? Yeah, that that's possible. There there was some, you know, in, there was an implication in the law that that it was originally associated with Crota, and then with the death of Crota, something else took over the mm-hmm. the use of these keyholes. Um, and yeah, so I just actually remembered what it was. The nine were silent until the traveler came. And then they were like, oh, this thing can do what can't be done. Maybe we can exist without being, like like you said, a reflection of humanity. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would, I would say that they were pretty dormant at least until the Golden Age. Where they were just like, we can't do anything other than what we've already done. We've already, like, stretched our, our limits. Yeah. So we were at the peak of the age... Mm. but um so yeah you know there's a there in sidebar real quick and i'm not going to go into big detail but there's this um this is really cool philosophy and i'll try to find it somewhere and and share it with you guys and share it on twitter but Mm -hmm. there's this idea that cultures emerge um and they reach a point in an age where they have uh where they have ascended to the highest um, form of, let's just say, there's a there's a there's a theory that age ages are cyclical and like the medieval age, you know, and all these different ages happen for a reason because we we can only progress to a certain peak and then we find a way to just destroy ourselves as humans, as humanity. And so we reach a, a, a peak of enlightenment or a peak of uh, technological advancement and we cannot progress any further. So we hit a barrier and then we start to dismantle ourselves uh, within that barrier. And there's this idea that these ages that have happened over time are cyclical and they will keep happening and we will keep rising to a peak and then collapsing, re- rising to a peak and collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was really neat that they use uh, a lot of the, when they say things like the dark age, <laughs> you know, and they use the ages as a way to describe the before or the after or what has happened in the past. And there's just like this idea that humanity rose and we figured out how to use Siva and we made all these huge ships and we were enlightened by the traveler and we got to this point where we hit this mass, um, you know, just we were we were basically at our peak and then the darkness happened. Mm. Um, so just to, because I actually got distracted there to finish off, um, what, where my theory was going. If, 
if it's because it doesn't just end with are the drifter and Orin like long lost twins or siblings of some kind uh we have two more weeks ahead of us this week we were we have the tower and it's sadly it's bugged um and i was really i was really hoping to see what the tower would be for like the actual uh mysteries and potential i i started thinking about it so if it has to do with the tower what could it be and the first thing that came to mind for me was the red war um because one of the nine actually Mm -hmm. kind of uh blinded the dead orbit crews out in the out in the like edges of the system that allowed that essentially allowed gall to get in (laughs) baxter disappeared um allowed gall to get in you know like um if it wasn't for them, it it would have been a very different story. Uh, next week, however, we're getting the Hanged Man. And then the last week, we're getting Death. So, uh, what do you guys think, like, with this, what do you guys think the Hanged Man or Death, or even the Tower could be, since we still haven't seen it? Shoot. It's all speculation at this point. Yeah, I mean, no, absolutely. The first, yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is... Maybe the the drifter finds himself in a sticky situation and becomes the hanged man. You know, he's for whatever reason hated all of a sudden for something. Or, or uh, maybe we see some more of Aldrin out there, mm-hmm. and they're going to bring that into into the fold. I, that's actually something that I saw. Um, I know I saw. I forgot who said it, but someone said maybe Aldrin will be the hanged man. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. Mm. Like, just with themes, like it feels like it fits the most with Aldrin. Yeah. For me personally, um, thinking about death, the first place I went to was either Orin is going to die, or um, one of the nine are going to die, which I don't know how that would work. Ultimately, like one of the nine dying, I like that would be huge if Orin or one of the nine died. But then as I thought about it more, it felt more likely that um, the Nine are the ones responsible for killing Nan- uh, Namchi or Shiraido, at the very least. And we'd see one of those deaths played out as a cutscene. And it would be yeah. like, if it was Namchi's death, because if the Nine, even if the Nine aren't responsible, um, if it was Namchi's death, Namchi died by the Aphelion. And could the Aphelion be a future enemy, you know? Like, right. if, if if the Aphelion are different from the Nine, could the Nine reveal to us what the Aphelion are? And so we're just being like, oh my god, what is this? And it's like, there's a new thing coming, and we're just going to be left on like that cliffhanger. And it's like, you got to wait to see when they come, because they're coming, but not now, you know? Mm. So, to I mean, both of those, I was just thinking, because the Hangman could also represent Dead Orbit. Because hmm. didn't they have a shader called the Hangman? They did. They had yeah, uh, my, Revenant, it. Hangman. Um, that's all I remember. Yeah, so like it'd be kind of interesting it. like with like if Dead Orbit was the Hangman, either with them showing how the Nine blocked Dead Orbit's view Oh yeah. with the Red War, and like that leading into the death scene, or like showing Dead Orbit like seeing something out there like the Ophelion, mm-hmm. and then leading into the next week with the death, but 
Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool because then that would tie that would tie something in from you know D one all the way into the story today. That because that's where Dead Orbit and A one one three, and then you think about Dead Orbit and the and the awakening of the array system. I mean, mm-hmm. just all these little things that they could bring back is like you know tiebacks. They're always the ones that um had the most to to gain with the nine. You know, they were they were always the closest with the nine. Like literally yeah. and figuratively. So I, you know, I know we had this this discussion before uh, in in a chat somewhere, I think. But you know that I don't think that the death card is going to reveal a death. You don't think so? That, that's no, I don't. I think you see that the the death card. I know, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know I, I mentioned this before that the death card implies change mm-hmm. that that could be a death but it could be anything um you know i'm just i was just kind of you know um according to eden gray and other authors on this subject this is from wikipedia it is unlikely that this card actually represents a fifth typically it implies an end possibly of a relationship or interest and therefore implies an increased sense of self-awareness mm-hmm and I actually think the, the 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 description of the tower tarot card is that, um, th- so this card follows immediately after the devil in all tarots that contain it, and is associated with sudden disruptive revelation and potentially destructive change. So I actually think that the tower, just basing on on like Wikipedia's description of what different tarot cards are, are associated with, mm-hmm. I think. The tower is probably going to be a more revelatory, like, ch- like change than um, than death. Well, not not. The, I I still think there'll be a change, but mm-hmm. I think more of a change to like the status quo. Maybe it'll be a change to somebody's motivation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be uh, a cutscene that shows how you know we know that Oren uh, from one of the the entries kind of discovered that who she thought was the Eli, is that yeah, what he went he by? He called him Eli. He called himself Eli yeah. then. So if she discovers Eli is actually also, you know Dredge and Hope. Uh, Dredge and Hope and Wu Ming and you know, he, he had these different personas and she felt betrayed. So maybe the the, the tower uh no well maybe death is the death of that kind of friendship Mm. i don't know that's that's one possibility the the issue i have with that personally is that so far the cards feel very literal like they are not meant to be interpreted they are just meant to represent in my opinion Mm -hmm. like the world doesn't actually mean like a new world it i don't Mm -hmm. know what it means but i know it doesn't mean that but like in this case it yeah in this case it represents the hall the magician represents the drifter strength represents us justice represents the emissary uh the high priestess represents marasav Mm -hmm. so death represents someone or something in my opinion it would in my opinion it would represent a physical death of some Mm -hmm. kind rather than i think it would be interpretation i just think it would be cool if they take it in a literal sense and they just brought aldrin to the tower you know, after we saw the tower, then we saw Aldrin in the tower. 
I feel like that'd be be really you're really cutting out, Baxter. Yeah, I don't are know you, what's are wrong you aware? with my Okay. <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep on so occasionally it's mainly Rhino's audio cuts out and I was wondering if switching off the, the video might use I don't know if it's my connection or if it's Yeah, your it audio is. cuts. I haven't heard uh Rhino's audio cut. Hey mm-hmm. on. What was the uh the world? The hall, in my opinion. Because I do, I find tarot cards kind of interesting. Okay. So they do all have like certain interpretations past them. Mm-hmm. So the world is actually an interpretation of not like necessarily a world, mm-hmm. but an actual like kind of plane between existence. Um, okay. So well, it's this like disproves what I'm life. saying. So you can go ahead and shut up. <laughs> well, no. So, I mean, like it makes sense, though. Yeah. No. Okay. It's still, Continue. It's like the potential of perfect union with the one power of the universe. Um, it tells of full happiness is also to give back to the world, sharing what we have learned or gained, which makes sense with it being the whole, because mm-hmm. it's like the nine giving this like cosmic consciousness, like this thing to the drifter, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And then like when you're looking at like the tower, like Baxter said, and when you look at the hangman, it's not actually like the actual interpretation of the hangman is self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So it's someone who has put themselves on the hanging pole, which originally was someone being hanged by their foot instead of their neck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was done in self-sacrifice. And then death is considered not to be death, but rebirth and like a new beginning, if... which I feel like with all the interpretations, it'd be really interesting I feel like that fits still with everything. Yeah. Well, they also use that as the 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 fool, right? The hangman. Mm-hmm. That one, I'm not sure. I don't have a lot of knowledge on these, but I have a little bit. <laughs> I think that yeah. the fool is separate from the hanged man, right? Yeah. I don't know if I misheard you. The fool is zero, isn't it? Yeah. The yeah, fool is another the... card. Well, the. So the... They were they were two. Uh, what is it on the? Okay, so like on the major arcana, mm-hmm. uh, the fool was um, like that meant your journey through life, which I don't know. I I've always thought that that was funny that they. This is just me going back to D one and and like fate of all fools. When I first started re- researching, you know, destiny meanings and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, back in the crazy wild west days. Um, the the fool, uh, from what I understood in in tarot, the fool kind of just meant it was like uh, represent representing our our newbie existence to the game world and how we encountered everything. We were just we were the human on the on the journey trying to re- repair our life and figure out what had happened uh, to the past, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like the fool, it it, it kind of means that you're ignorant. You don't know what's going on. Um, you're learning. You're still in that that salad day of trying to figure out what's happening and what happened around you. And then the hangman uh, was, you know, he was the the character that was held by the the leg upside down. Mm-hmm. But from what I gathered in tarot, a lot of times those two cards got confused back in the day and people would associate the hangman with the fool and the fool with the hangman, mm-hmm. but they weren't ever really the same card, but a lot of times people uh, made that misinterpretation. So the hangman was, was, um, what was that one? That was the one that was, 
he was like a part of the tree of life, which, you know, in destiny, we had the tree in the tower originally, and then we had, um, the hangman. And so when I was researching hangman back when in D one from dead orbit, I always associated it uh, as dead orbits, uh, kind of trying to say that they wanted to be, um, they, they were enlightened by knowing that the traveler was not here to protect us and that we couldn't put our faith in the traveler. And, and maybe there was, you know, he's not the answer. We were in, they were enlightened to go seek out and find something else. So that's what I interpreted from hangman way back in the day. To, uh... Cause that's, because the hangman is an enlightened figure and the fool is the person on the very beginning of the journey who's ignorant. Mm-hmm. So it's beginning and end, fool and the hangman. The, the, um, the thing with all the things that we've seen so far, though, uh, is that they've always had something to do with the nine. You know, it wasn't anything random, you know, like if it if it would if the tower would be about the red legion coming in it wouldn't just be like yeah the red legion came in it would be we someone of us strategically Mm -hmm. did something that caused it um so with how you're talking or all this talk um the hanged man kind of makes me think what if um and i think this is a good direction to go what if the hanged man is to represent kate and that um We'll see it played out through Varix talking to the Nine. Because, mm. um, what if that, that was would... that was what how they tie in? What if the Nine are indirectly responsible for Cade's death, or directly responsible? I mean, yeah, because the there hasn't been anything new in. The visits to the nines, right? Like it all references stuff that's already happened. Yeah. Nothing. Not it's it's just a new happening. perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It. I mean, I guess technically the drifter getting the hall is new to us, but it happened previously. So, like recently, um, if you're in the Ishar Discord or if you followed me on Twitter, and I think actually uh, Mylan Games put out a video about this as well. Um, I forget who mentioned it. Uh, someone found that the from the lore book most loyal uh, unknown space, which is where we go to originally the trials of the nine. We go to the unknown space. Varix talks to the nine and it basically it mentions um, uh, being like cast away and beginning anew, which makes makes them made them. And I agree with it believe Varix is the blade sharpened anew which mm-hmm. was a reference to the first invitation of the nine where they said mm-hmm. they had three people the drifter the blade sharpened anew and the hourglass and so if Varix is one of the three could the nine have done enough that caused Varix to let the fanatic out and then Cade's death mm-hmm. you know Cade's self-sacrifice I would very much like that because I feel like it doesn't really fit with Varric's personality to do everything he did at the beginning. It was where, like, it was there a is some, like, shift. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, having the Nine interfere and Varric seeing a bigger story and something much grander than his own little world mm-hmm. would make sense for him to do that because all of that did set in motion a ridiculous amount of things that could no one could foresee. Yeah. 
because now, um, I think we mentioned it last week. Now, or I know we have just whenever we did, we have Varric's going House of Judgment, saying he's Kellikels. We have um, Mithrax going House of Light, saying we just want to survive, and we have Aramis going House of Devils, claiming she's. I think she's also claiming Kell of Kells, but trying yes, to rebuild the Devil de- so. the House of Devils, like. Mm-hmm. It's making this giant, like, war happening. If Varys didn't do that, so many things would have been different. Varys would have been happy in the reef. Aldrin would have been in in the prison. Cade would be alive. Aramis would have still been in the prison. Mithrax would have just been bridging the gap between uh, Lixni and Guardians. And if, if obviously, if Aldrin hadn't been released, like, none of the events, like, everything that followed in Forsaken as well. Oh, yeah, you know? Riven, though. Riven would still be yeah. alive. Riven would still be alive and imprisoned, effectively. That is crazy. Well, but I mean, there would there would. So then, the curse yeah. wouldn't exist. No. The Awoken wouldn't have been further crippled. Marasov wouldn't have revealed herself. No. Ex- exactly. I, I that was too I big of a know. domino for Varric's yeah. alone to knock it over. But as well, like I, I wonder. I mean, we're getting into kind of alternate histories almost Good. because it, yeah, but it's kind <laughs> of interesting because this is the fun part. Like, if Mara was, come on. So we only uh, we only are. reached we only reached out <laughs> we only went to, to the Dreaming City because of everything to do with Aldrin. Yeah, you know, we were looking for and, revenge. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe Petra would still have somehow made contact with Mara. I don't know. It just seem. It does seem like there's a lot of, like you say, as domino effects go. There's, there's so I, many. I feel like the only reason why we get invited into the Dreaming City was because we we helped Petra chase mm-hmm. down Aldrin. Aldrin released something when he went to the dreaming city if aldrin himself wasn't released from the prison of elders it would have just been okay we still got to keep this secret yeah you know and as, as well the the communication with with mara only works because of the oracle the oracle can only be powered by um the blind well the blind well which and the blind well can weeks. only be powered by by guardians, by guardians realistically I love it. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, there's just way too much, like, because Mara designed all of this stuff as well. Yeah. So, like, Mara knows what's going on. So, like, Mara built the Dreaming City in preparation for something to happen. Yeah. But, like, and I think like there's just way too much on the line to just, like, leave it to chance of, like, oh, maybe Varric will do something. Mm. I, I do think there was there was an expectation as well that... I'm sure there's some there's some entry somewhere I remember reading which implied that the the Awoken or at least Mara and the Techians believed mm-hmm. that the Guardians would come to the Dreaming City immediately after the defeat of Oryx, or at least that there was something that I read that 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 implied that um, the Awoken not the Awoken in, in general but that. We'd taken a long time to get to the Dreaming City. Yeah. I'll try and, and find that. I mean, we but... get called, like, the first Guardian to ever be there, but there's evidence that Orin went there before mm-hmm. us as well. Like, I guess maybe she was considered less of an... Maybe she was never considered a Guardian because she was considered the Emissary, and they're just, like, loopholing mm-hmm. it, but... I mean... Yeah. So, Anon, 
Yo. Does it give a name or like anything to specify the third person of the nine? It was. What do you mean? Because there's the blade sharpened anew. Like, is yeah. there something like that? Like, what was the full sentence of the three? It was the hourglass, the blade sharpened anew, and the drifter. So, is there an idea of who the hourglass represents? So I was trying to think because I don't feel like the hourglass really matches with. Because I was trying to think of like Aldrin, because so much craziness has happened with Aldrin. Like I feel like there's something going on with him. <laughs> he has to play a bigger, like a, a vital role in something for all of this stuff to happen. So Vertigo said, uh, "Well, I would say Kaba. Some people would say Kabia. I think it's probably <laughs> Kabia, even though I wish it wasn't Kabia." Um, I disagree. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know though. I mean, it's interesting because he definitely did. So what? 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 The um. So the emissary here, here's says... here's the full sentence, just so we we can like have yeah. it. The first, so the first, an hourglass counting down with infinite patience. The second, we're assuming Varric's, a forgotten blade sharpened anew, and now the dredging. So. The hourglass I, was the first person, which mm-hmm. means it was before the events of probably the Taken King, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's not really narrowing it down, but... I think it's Mara. I know that's yeah. maybe... I, I I think, as we were just saying, the whole Dreaming City was built years, years in advance of mm-hmm. the events that are happening at the moment with the express purpose of, you know, kind of... Well, I, I guess we don't know the exact purpose of it, but, you know, we know enough to say that it was designed for us to be able to contact Mara. Mm-hmm. You know, it was de- I don't know if the if the curse was necessarily predicted, but, you know, the, as we said, the blind well was created to only the only thing that could that can power it is is guardians realistically. And. That's that's mm-hmm. a huge amount of foresight. And I think that that is, you know, that there's many there's many instances where Mara has showed an extreme amount of patience in planning ahead for things that other people don't really have any any concept of. Yeah. I feel like I would say my vote for who the hourglass would be would be either Marasov or the Exo Stranger. I feel I like ne- those would be the two that would make the most sense. I never thought Marasov until we started talking about this, where I'm like, you know, <laughs> like Marasov is literally like an hourglass with infinite patience. She's mm-hmm. just, she's sitting and waiting and just letting everything happen. Like her people are dying and she's like, I need to wait. This is not the time. Mm-hmm. Even everything in the distributory, you know, like yeah. she could have made an argument as soon as they, as soon as they awoke, in the distributory, yeah. she could have said, "Look, we need to get back." She could have made she, it hell. She... <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Yeah, she, she could have made. Done. She could have made it awful, and they would have been like, "Oh God, let's leave." <laughs> like that would have been it. Yeah, but some people would argue. Well, anyway, I mean, she was so much more manipulative than that. Mm-hmm. You know, she was so right. she, she she used like she was very cunning and very clever, and thought, "How do I?" get to the point where people actually want to go back and and do the right thing, what she considers the right, right. thing. Well, I can't I mean, help but think about the original cutscene with our dealings with the 
the reef, you know, and, and needing their help with the, with the Eye of a Gate Lord and Aldrin and Mara uh, being there at the epicenter of that event and uh, how that unlocked the, the Black Garden and the whole, the whole idea that some people have that that was pot, possibly in part a manipulative uh, action on behalf of the Queen, but Aldrin wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. because she was keeping a secret that only she knew and he wasn't aware of at the time. But that didn't mean that Aldrin didn't already have his own side manipulation he was trying to to to, to run as well. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I thought, I, when I, when I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just no, thought that... The first thing I thought when I when I read those three when I read those three words was just uh, quite literally hourglass Mara, and and then the rest I thought, you know, I was just taking it into literal form like blade Curia, and then you know here we are. Mm. But I, I as as people talk about this, and that's what's so interesting about this is people talk about this. You can almost take four or five different people or characters within the game and interchange them with those different names just because if you take them literally or if you take them figuratively and that's the key difference if you take them figuratively you come up with a whole different uh, interpretation it reminds me of uh you know when there was that one of the prophecies from osiris which was like the first needs the second to succeed I can't remember the whole thing, but like the amount of time we put into figuring out who was who, who each, which race or, or which, yeah, and we were like, okay, well, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see, and then you know how many how many years ago was that? <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> one. No, it was longer than one. One and a and a half. <laughs> from from when to when? The prophecy was last year. The prophecy was a year no, and a that, half ago. That, that prophecy is from okay. Let me that just prophecy is from Curse prophecy. of Osiris, isn't it? Let me see it. I don't think so. But Vision so what I think so. Yeah, yeah. You Vision forty-seven was from the was from the Taken King. Uh, oh yeah, it was. Yeah. The first needs the second to fail. The third needs the first to succeed. <clears throat> the second will never cease. Yet the first always prevails. The third is born of all outcomes, unless all ends flow from the same same pit. Was from Taken King. Mm-hmm. Which literally at the time I took the, to mean the first was us, the second was the um, Warmind AI, and then the third was the Darkness or the Nine. But that was just way back then. I know, but that was way back then when we didn't know anything. The first are the Fallen. The second are th- the Vex and the third are the Hive. You're stupid. So the but do the you see fallen... do you see how how literally it could be one thing, but then figuratively it could mean a, a completely different thing. Yeah. Well, either way, Guardian, <laughs> what were you trying to say? Yeah, that, that's that we <laughs> should not put on that avenue. Yeah, I know. Like I just read the Fission Forty Seven. Like, oh my gosh, you could so just twist this to just make. It's just ridiculous. Um, so what I was going to say is, because um, there was a time, I mean, when Mara first, I, I don't know what to call it, so I'm just going to say ascended, um, she became, like, she left her physical form in our plane 
So she could have easily interacted with the nine at that. Well, she did. Yeah, that's that's what I was actually thinking about before. Like, so if the only person we know that is confirmed is the drifter. So if we look at the drifter's actions, we know that he's constant, at least sometimes talking to Orin, possibly the nine directly. So we have to look at that as like a clue, right? Excuse me. Yes. If you if you look at that as like when they're chosen by the nine, they have direct communication with Orin. And so the the trials of the nine was like a, a special case where none of us were chosen. We were seeking them. They weren't seeking us. And so then we look at Varix. He has unknown space where he's talking to someone. So that is like the qualifier for him to be the blade sharpened anew and the dialogue choices and the fact that so much has happened because of one thing that he did. And it just feels like someone that's playing a bigger game than Varix can is behind it. The third and only other person I can think of that would fit that bill is Mara Sav because she's talking to the nine. There's Mara, there's Orin, there's Varix, there's the Drifter, and there's us, and we are becoming the fourth person, I think, personally. Mm. We're becoming the fourth chosen person. Um, Orin became the well, emissary. The whole, the whole nine's endgame was to try to figure us out. So, yeah, because I, I, we're I the, think it has to be we're the enigma. Yeah. Yeah. But the first is definitely the Fallen. <laughs> but I feel like that makes a lot of sense because it would explain how Mara has such like a high power with the nine. Yeah, and it isn't just like because everyone else is pretty much like we are nothing compared to the nine. Pretty much, I remember the speaker used power. to say, "I wish the nine would help." Or no, 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 it was if only the nine would help us. Mm-hmm. Like he used to mm-hmm. actually say that, and it's like they can't do shit though. Like they're practically right. useless. But he's aware of their, he's aware of their, um, he's aware of something that they can do. He's aware of the room. I mean, yeah, I guess that maybe that's it. So but we know died. from this. What about, what about Zer though? Like, like how is it that. Zer was a prototype. No, I right. understand that. I understand. But, but how is it that Zer can provide us with weapons? Like, Obviously, the the nine don't seem to be able to do very much at all in terms of, you know, like in. Well, remember when they said that the. Without work. Remember when. Yeah. But remember when they said that the nine's uh, tentacles are everywhere, basically, is what they're trying Mm -hmm. to say, that that they are in and around everything. So wouldn't that mean that they're able to tap into some sort of. you know, parallel existence. So maybe that's how Zer can bring those weapons to us. I'm just trying to, mm-hmm. you by, know. By by that logic, though, Baxter, how is it that when I killed Crota, I got a No Land Beyond? Did did he have that sniper rifle? Was he just walking around with it? Uh, yeah, he had it in his backpack. You know, Crota's glowing green backpack. Well, no, I mean, that it, was it funny because Zer. Yeah. Because yeah, it makes a little more sense. So, like the nine would know where these unique items are. Because when we get an exotic weapon, it's not like, oh, there's a thousand of these. Yeah. Like, right. But hold on. Game, so like, we a special one for you. We tried to figure this out a while, a long time ago. Like, how does that work? So mechanically, we 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 tried to <laughs> we tried to say a long time ago. We tried to say, okay, so Ingram 
is uh, a pure form of matter and it can be um, it can be turned into whatever is hard coded within that matter. Mm-hmm. So that would be the key to uh, you know how it fundamentally works. So like for instance, you get this engram, it's already hard coded with a certain information and then boom when you when you open it uh, and if you're not you know if you're not skilled enough you have to take it to a cryptarch who will open it for you. Engrams but if you're if you're skilled enough, you can open. Engrams bother me because a lot of the things that they carry inside them would be more convenient to carry, not in an engram. <laughs> well, I think an engram is because an engram is technically like this the. Big. Mm-hmm. You know, they're huge. I think that's more for visual. I think engrams could be very small because an engram itself is actually. I've seen them the on the ground. I've theoretical, seen them. physical, yeah. like most efficient storage unit. I that disagree. Science has designed. No, it's actually like that's a proven huge. evidence. Okay, not the size of them, but the shape itself, the dodecahedron, or yeah, so it is actually considered scientifically the most efficient form of maintaining like mass. I think like the one they have is like a big would at it, least be better. It's not you can, actually. Like, you can I don't know stack if... squares on a pallet and then just, you know, truck your guns on a pallet. <laughs> I did, I did research into it, and it's like the dodecahedron was considered to be the most efficient way of storing mass. I don't How know how many why, times has an engram rolled off a slight incline. Hey, a square can do that too. No, it can't. I would assume that because glimmer itself is pretty small, so I would assume like engrams are actually glimmer is another I issue. I it's, have. So, it's so hard. It's just dollar so, bills like, are easier to carry. It's true. Well, no, it's, it's different because Glimmer is isn't money. Yeah, it's matter. So that's why Glimmer is more important because you can turn it into... I mean, I've got I've got tons of matter, just so you know. Well, <laughs> what I want to know is, does the Glimmer follow the gold standard? Like, because if it doesn't, it's not real. It follows some city standard. I don't think it follows the gold standard. It's probably a Glimmer standard because it's very different. <laughs> so it's make-believe. The economy no. is within well, the city. It's okay, technically it is the gold standard, but it's not because the gold standard is more of like, hey, I have money, but I also have the resources to back it up. That's well, how you make money. Here's the craziest thing. It's well, like you have it there. <laughs> you have both the money and the gold in your hand. Think about where we got it from. Dead people? Glimmer are like, like jumbo dice, like the ones you'd hang from your car. And you need, when I pick up a piece of glimmer, that's one piece of glimmer. They don't even have $10 glimmers. You know, it's it's extremely inconvenient. If only the ninth. Yeah, I'll agree, I'll agree with that. Like, it makes sense theoretically until you're in game and like, what am I going to do with all this? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, what is up with Baxter's internet? Yeah. Okay, but moving I, I back just, into I the topic. I'm turning my camera off because you, you keep on cutting out. I think it's, I don't know what I need to do. That's it's usually crazy. pretty. It's usually pretty stable. Don't know what's going on. So getting back on the topic, I do like the idea of the blade sharpened anew being barracks, yeah, because barracks had a huge role to play in the refors and setting true. up a lot of what happened. And then he kind of like fizzled out a little bit. Mm. So it makes sense for him to be the blade sharpened anew because it's like okay, he had a purpose. He kind of lost it, and now like, and he kind of started fading and doing weird stuff. And this is like, okay, we're going to pull you back and sharpen you, and now you go, like, get back to having a purpose, which I really like. Huh. 
Well, we are getting close to the end of our time. Um, so does anyone have Baxter? Are you still there? I don't know if you're there because I can't see um, you now. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I'm just. Does anyone have anything else they want to say? I am really excited to All see. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what the what the tower cutscene is going to be. Seriously, it's unfair, especially because I'm going to have yeah. to wait two. I, I to hope. Get it. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that that's the thing. I'm really waiting for somebody to upload it to to Ishtar. So what's going to happen? <laughs> Everyone's going to do every part of the step except for the kill the vex, and then they don't fix it, and Thursday comes around, and then they're just going to have the same bounty. Yes. So we'll, so will it be delayed a week or yeah, will no, we get like to the invitations will be delayed. So it'll be like if, if they don't fix it by Thursday, it'll just be delayed until they fix it every week until oh, they fix it. Yeah. Right. If the last card is so he's, he's something that I've been wondering if the last card is death mm-hmm. and it does bring a significant change, you know, mm-hmm. like if you think about the completion of, um, of the last wish raid, it brought a significant change to, to the game. Like, my my suspicion is that they had planned that the, like, getting... I don't know about this, but it would be cool if, if, if get, like, unlocking the the death tarot card mm-hmm. lead, led to some significant change in the game. If what if a nine becomes the, physical? Well, that's, that's why... Mm. Maybe. Um, that's but, why but I, I thought like a physical death of a character would work because, well, it it, def- it would. But what, all I'm trying to say is, whatever the the this change is, if the timing is now off, that's not going to happen when they originally thought it would. That's going to ha- happen a week later. So that's yeah. going to be if they were trying to tie this in with the with the introduction of something to do with uh, like sin of opulence. I don't know if it'll matter that much because everything, like, I don't think anything's going to happen because so far everything has been like, it's a new perspective on something that's already happened. So I don't think the death is going to be something that's like, oh, shoot, this person died in front of us. I think death might actually be like Aldrin, like Mm -hmm. the nine Mm -hmm. revisiting Aldrin, like, oh, shoot, like this happened. Like the reverse like aspect of it and said like nothing's going to happen that week. But then maybe like Aldrin shows up in the tower and we get a new quest or something happens. And Season of Opulence, even if it even if it worked out perfectly for nine weeks, Season of Opulence would still be like five to six weeks out past that. So at the very least they would have they have wiggle room to have failure. Which actually might right. actually be why it's a tie in because they're like even if a guardian misses three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, they'll still end it into season of opulence and you know that's a that's not bad yeah i'm excited to see what happens next yeah that's that's the real thing like we i feel like this is this is definitely meant to build up i just don't know what it's meant to build up well it seems like it's tying up a few loose ends as to who these characters we've encountered recently are mm-hmm. but it's also bringing some of the tiebacks to the previous lore it doesn't really definitively uh spell anything out other than uh it kind of defines some of the things that have happened recently mm-hmm. yeah bunch is really good at that they're really good at like saying something but it 
not really meaning anything, but it also meaning something. Yeah. yeah. I like this a lot more than like what the, cause like the, um, the prophecies from the curse of Osiris, like those were fun and all, but like very quickly it just became like, well, we can't really do anything with these. They, they, they literally mean nothing. We can never get concrete evidence that anything is anything like this. Yeah. This is much better. Like this, it's like, yeah, we're speculating, yeah. but like we will get an answer. We will find out what happens. Yeah. The one thing that I'm most interested in is I just love all the talk about the game and how she can leave the game. I'm just like, what is that? Like, what's going on? Okay, so we got to talk about that really quick because I forgot to bring (laughs) that up. So a lot of people I've been seeing are saying that's meta. They're talking about physically leaving the game, like stop playing Destiny. And I completely yeah, right, like fourth wall. Yeah, it is not a fourth wall break in my opinion. It's it's like the Game of Thrones, you know, because we have the Nine trying to survive, we have the Darkness trying to destroy everything, we have the, the Traveler trying to bring everything up, we have all these different forces coming in and doing their thing, and everyone's fighting for this thing, and it's saying that we are strong enough to be above that and just be like, "Now nah, we're done. You can't, you can't, well, you can't stop us. We're just not going to stop you." Like, well, that's there's how an I interesting concept. There's an interesting concept, and it happens a lot in sci-fi, but it also happens a lot in comic books, mm-hmm. where a character will break the fourth wall, seemingly break the fourth wall, but in actuality, like, for instance, uh, a good example would be Deadpool. Uh, he he breaks the fourth wall, but you can't tell if he's really breaking the fourth wall or if he is just crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking he's talking to you, but he's really talking to himself or something in his head. Yeah. So... Bungie's, Bungie's really good about ar- uh, architecture in this way. They can create um, they can create something that that calls to you, the reader or the interpreter, and kind of acknowledges your existence, and they'll play with you a little bit. But at the same time, it's so deeply rooted within the the lore; it can be interpreted as just another part of the story. Hmm. So a lot of times Bungie, like way back when we got these things, like for instance, here's a good example, Destiny 1, a cape that a hunter has, and it says, literally says, maybe all we are, are maybe that's all we are. And if you look at the name of the, the, the cloak, it says ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. I mean, technically all we are in this game are ones and zeros because we're just code in a game. But here's a cape talking about that. Yeah. But then you can take that a different way. Um, what is, and just for future reference for anyone listening, what is actually a fourth wall break and the best fourth wall break I've ever seen is from the Claws of Ahamkara. Um, I'll just read this. I pulled it up on my phone. It's suffocating here, this prison. Do us a favor, O bearer ours. Still your mind. Invite us to enter the realm of your capricious thoughts. Your mind is... I don't know what the fuck that word is. Addled with worry and doubt, <laughs> we can extinguish these trifles. Would you like that? Yes, we are here. We are not the photons on your screen or the voice in your head or the words you read. Shut your eyes tightly and you may see us, at least a part of us. Make us real and in turn, we shall reify your thoughts, your dreams. Yep. So, like... That is a proper fourth wall break where it's saying the Ahamkara 
are so powerful that they are actually able to leave the game, not like how the nine said it, but leave the destiny game and enter the real world by feeding on our thoughts, which is kind of like a creepypasta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still kind of on the edge on if it is a fourth wall break That's or a fourth not. Wall break. It's like, no, not that one. <laughs> that one obviously is, but the, the nine one. Oh, okay. The, she can leave this game. Yeah. Cause it's just like, if it was talking about anyone else, mm-hmm. it would be fine. But because she's specifically talking about our guardian, the player being able to leave the game, and like we don't understand, like then it's impossible to explain. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it seem like it is almost like yeah a fourth wall break, where it's like no, we're all in a video game, like we don't understand. Oh, there's no way you're gonna understand this, so I can't explain it to you. Yeah, but the, at the same yeah. time, it's just yeah. The argument is kind of con- convincing when it when it's said like properly. Like I was I was um. I was hearing someone talk about it today and they were saying it's like if we were to stop playing the curse would stop the awoken would no longer be plagued by the curse um uh whatever other threats are coming would no longer be coming we we could stop it all by stopping playing and like that is like yeah that is kind of fourth wall breakish but I just don't think that was the intention behind it I just think that's like an interpretation that works but is not intended yeah, there is also, so going back to Taken King, there is a comment by Oryx in the Book of Sorrows mm-hmm. that talks about, like, existence is the struggle to exist. Mm-hmm. And the only way to win this, like, to win the game, or, like, that's the game, and only by completing it to its truest, like, end is to make the universe complete. So it does kind of mention, like, that as the game, which then would make sense for the Guardians to be able to leave that because we are nearly like we killed like and if there's something with the light being everlasting like guardians lily have left the game because mm-hmm. if the game is to struggle to exist guardians don't have to struggle to exist they just exist mm-hmm. so yeah well there's so many times that that bungie talks to us within the lore and the grimoire it's hilarious and the writers love to play with us too and they and they like, for instance, even Seth Dickinson has had some words in there with us. He'll basically call us out. Like, you may think you know what this means, but you have no idea, <laughs> you know. And he's and, and some of the some of the times we get things that are very uh, rooted in the story. But at the same time, they're parallelly talking. Like, for instance, the thorn. Remember when the thorn in Destiny 1 uh, was, was talked about and when they brought it back? And then it talks about how the thorn was running rampant in the crucible and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And now we have a whole story uh, built around that with, with, you know, dredging. Yeah. Um, but that was a callback to us and how that, that gun plagued the crucible. So I guess the last thing that I want to say is how crazy would it be if Bungie actually accidentally like created like a psychological, monster that could <laughs> transcend the game into reality imagine that that'd be, have, that'd be, that'd be have you seen have you seen the anime para, as a paranoia agent i think it's called. oh my god i loved para, paranoia agent as a kid yeah i gotta rewatch that that was quite good. i don't know what that yeah. is well i don't know yeah i don't know how much to say because the the only thing it. I remember about it was that the the like one of the characters he had this bat he would like roller skate he had this like dented uh, metal bat mm-hmm. and he would like you know kill people with it or did he kill people or just hurt them? yeah 
Okay. He'd well, kill people with it. Whatever he did. And so yeah. I was so fascinated by the idea of just like metal bat and just like, you know, having that. But I didn't have roller skates at the time. I only had my bike. So I had a – and I also didn't have a metal bat. I only had a broomstick that I took from my house. Holy so I'd ride on my bike dragging a broomstick. And I i don't know how the hell it ended up happening. But you know that, that comic where like the guy's on the bike and he jabs the stick into his, tire, his wheel and then he flips over and he's like, this is society's fault or whatever. That's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> So, oh god! All right. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. So there's a lot more happening in this game than any of us can understand or see, and it's ridiculous. Yes. Thank you for trying to bring this back to, to <laughs> something. Hey, I was good this week. I was really good this week. I you were. Only, <laughs> I only went on two tangents, and they were both at the end. Yeah, we only had like three or four tangents the whole time. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, um, our next show will be on the 12th, um, May 12th. May 12th? Is it April or May right now? Right. Okay. It's April. Oh, no, right now it's, it's April. April right now. It will be on May 12th, <laughs> which is convenient for me. Wait. Yes. Is May 12th Mother's Day in America? I don't know. Will that, will that know, impede so anyone? That's, that's the only reason why I care. Um, it is Mother's Day. It will not impede me, though. So. Okay. Neither will it me. So. Rhino? I don't think it'll be a problem. All right. We'll be back May 12th. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're kind of um, burning out on the nine. <laughs> and yeah. The, and the powers. Like, this is, like, we have scraped that barrel dry, so we'll have to come up with something. <laughs> we can have the true Mother's Day episode and talk about Eva. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, Grandma Eva. Ooh, that's cool. Perfect. Right. You knew I was a snake, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Bye. <laughs>